0: There's going to be a few people that aren't going to like what I have to say today, but at this point, I don't really care. Hello everyone and welcome to Making Me. I'm your host, Christine, and I'm so glad you could join me today. I miss you guys. Um, I hope you guys all had a great Thanksgiving break, um, whether that be from school, work, life in general, just like a reset. I I hope that's what everyone was able to accomplish um, and have during this past week. Um, I went home, as I discussed earlier, back to California, and it was really nice. I um, saw some friends. I saw some family, and I ate some really good food and was kind of just able to reprioritize like what is important in life to me um so it was great I I really really needed that I did have something else planned for today's episode but life happens and things happen and there's something I want to discuss more and I've recorded this now two times Because the first two times were me just basically yelling at the microphone and just like reflect on the past few years and just, we're going to take some deep breaths multiple times this episode. I'll just say that. This is me just finally expressing the emotions that I have felt these past few years. And maybe someone can understand out there. Maybe someone has advice on how to move forward because I'm going to be honest, I don't really have an understanding. I kind of do. Like I kind of know like hey, like I'm not going to speak to this person again and like this is something that I'm going to take as a learning experience, but moving on from it and trying to not take it so personally is definitely going to be something that I'm going to have to work on for a very long time. With that fun little intro, um I just wanted to get some other things off of the table. I also just created a little link tree for this uh, podcast. It includes the link to this podcast, the Instagram, my Instagram, um, as well as a Discord server and a Spotify playlist. Anyone who knows me knows I love music. I relate to it so heavily. I, like any part of my life, like I, I have to have music going on. And so I it would be really really fun to create a playlist for each episode that I do and I'll just update that same playlist every week depending on what the mood is and what the the vibe is and so I'm I'm really excited that's currently up for this episode so if you want like a little pump up to kind of get where I am emotionally um how I'm feeling inside you can probably listen to those those tunes and be like oh okay this is how she's feeling when recording this got it i'm in this mindset now okay and then the discord i just wanted to let people be able to you know talk to other people who have been listening give suggestions on episodes you guys would like to see and give feedback on the episodes because i'm always looking for that and um any any criticism is is welcome um so with all of those things out of the way Let's get started. So I don't want to get too into the details of everything. This all happened over a span of three years. And if I were to do that, we'd be here all day. And I don't want to do that. I also just like don't want to air out everyone's dirty laundry. I like I I just don't want to do that. But I do want to provide enough context to get you to understand like why I'm feeling certain ways um why I've been hurt in this situation and um also just like show that you know like I'm not completely like scotch free on this like there's certain things that I shouldn't have done and there's certain things that um that I was told like do not do and I did them anyways. And so I don't want to make myself seem too innocent in all this. So I'm gonna try to provide as much context as possible but not go into full details. So this all starts in 2019. Uh, summer, I, it was the summer before my senior year of college. I had never had a boyfriend or dated someone exclusively. I, um, I just, you know, I went on dates. I, I had kissed people. I, I had talked to people, but I had never exclusively dated someone where it was like okay they're only talking to me I'm only talking to them like this is a good thing we're girlfriend boyfriend after that like like I I had never been someone's girlfriend okay so that's that's just where I was at and I was working in LA during the summer. And I, you know, I wanted to go on a few dates. I wanted to have fun. I wanted to meet new people and explore the city a little bit and, you know, just do fun things. And so I went on a few dates and one date was with this guy um, and we'll call him neighbor. <laughs> just so obvious. Anyone who knows me knows who this person is already, but I, again, I'm not going to use names. So, neighbor. So I went on a date with neighbor, and first date was kind of weird. I, I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. Like, like it, it didn't belong in the first date's scary stories episode. So I agreed to a second date and a third date because it went better after that. And we continued to see each other. Um, And eventually I stopped talking to other people and I let him know this. I said, you know what, like, it's okay if you don't want to be exclusive right now, but I'm just letting you know, like, I'm not talking to anyone else. Uh, I only want to talk to you and I only want to hang out with you. And he wasn't at that point yet. And I was like, that's totally fine. I understand. Um, But a few weeks went by and I did get word from him that, I was the only person that he was talking to and that he, like, started doing things that you would do in a relationship. I met his parents. He met mine. We met each other's friends. We were hanging out constantly. He called me my girl, like, all those pet names, good morning, good night texts, and eventually, like in some sort of social media he called me his girlfriend and i was like okay like that's confirmation enough he never really asked me um and i never really asked him if things were official but like he called me that so i was just like oh okay like that's that's what this is and so you know we continue to see each other have a great time and I was really insecure because there were boundaries that I had set that I knew I wasn't going to break. I knew that this wasn't going to be a forever thing, that this was just going to be a summer thing. And so there were certain things I did not want to do. And I expressed this to him early on, saying, like, if you have a problem with that, then that's fine, but you need to let me know and so I can, you know, find someone that isn't going to be bothered by that. He told me he didn't have a problem with it and so we continued to see each other and I always had that insecurity in the back of my head that he was gonna try that he was just lying to me that he wasn't okay with it that he was just gonna find those things in someone else and and essentially cheat on me and that was a big insecurity but at that point I didn't trust my gut I always thought I was overthinking a situation, always thinking the worst, and I tried to shut that part off in my brain so much, so, so much, so I just continued on, get to the end of my internship, it's the last day, he's acting a little off, I'm trying to like celebrate my last day with my friends and everything, and he's just not being normal, and so that whole day is a mess, and the next morning, he asked me, you know, can we meet up? And I kind of knew what was going to happen, and I didn't want it to happen because there were literally only two more weeks that we were going to be quote-unquote together, and, um, and then we were going to end things when I went back to college. Like, like that was an understanding, like, and I wanted to spend those last two weeks with him. I didn't understand ending it earlier. And so I made any excuse possible to, like, not meet up with him. I was like, oh, I actually have to go to Target right now. So he met me in the Target parking lot and broke up with me. (laughs) And I find it so funny because afterwards, like, it was very cold. It was just, I don't want to see you anymore. And I said, okay. And I turned around and walked into the Target and continued to do what I needed to do for that day. Was I upset? Absolutely. Like, I was trying my best not to cry in the middle of this Target. But and I was texting my mom, like, what had happened. She was telling me, like, come home now. Like, we can do all of that shopping. Like, later I can do that. Like, please come home. And I was like, I'm already here. I might as well just get my sister's birthday gift. (laughs) So I, I continue I continue doing the shopping and I come home. And, you know, I cry about it for a couple of days. Like this was officially like my first boyfriend, my first breakup. And I didn't have any answers. I didn't know why he did it. Um, I felt like we had had an understanding of when we were going to end things. And I felt like we were on the same page for most things. And um, that was just not the case. So I was I was I was a bit hurt. I was really, really hurt. Um, So I go back to college and i you know go on with my life but i'm always like in the back of my head probably like on a weekly basis like thinking like i hope he's okay because we opened up about a lot of things he opened up to me he opened up to me about the problems that he was facing in his life and and insecurities that he had had and i i still cared about him like I wanted to make sure like he was doing okay but I had blocked him on everything so I didn't know and the the not knowing kind of killed me I I will be honest so I don't know what happened but before Christmas I, I was in a relationship it ended very quickly and I went home and we ended up meeting up I don't know who unblocked who first I don't I don't know how that situation or conversation went down I can't remember but we did end up meeting up for dinner and it was great. Like he, you know, he was like, yeah, I'm doing much better with my mental health. And I was like, great. Like can't relate, but (laughs) like this, that year had been or that semester had just like kicked my butt in so many different ways. And, um, so I was struggling, but I was really happy to know that he was doing better, and he was seeing someone, he was seeing this girl, and he was like, yeah, like, it's starting to get really serious, and I was happy for him. I was genuinely, genuinely happy for him. There was no jealousy, there was nothing like, oh, that should be me, like, there was nothing. I did not want to get back to, I, don't, I did not want to get back with him, um, But I also, you know, I used this only to make sure that he was doing okay. I did not ask, why did you break up with me? All that kind of stuff. I just, you know, wanted to make sure he was okay, got that answer and I was like, okay, that's fine. Like that's all I really needed. Um, But we continued to talk for some reason and uh, it was always on and off. He would say something about the past that I didn't like and um, I would block him. And then I would be like, oh, I was over-exaggerating. Or, oh, he just probably wasn't thinking about the right words. And maybe I just need to communicate that better. And I would always forgive him. And he would say, like, some weird things. He would try to negate everything that had happened. Kind of trying to make me feel crazy, which was not appreciated. Um, He would say things about my body um, that I just like I have no control over and made me very insecure I remember reaching out to other people that I had had relationships with afterwards after hearing these things and being like were you bothered by this too Like, like what is this and them telling me no that's weird please like get out of that situation don't even be friends with them but again I just thought he doesn't understand the words that he's saying. He doesn't understand that they're hurtful. And so I'm going to give him another chance. Because I cared for him. I cared so deeply for him. And he was, you know, my first boyfriend. Like, I wanted to be friends with him at the end of the day. Like, that was the plan. That was the grand, grand plan In that started when we started dating. Was that I was going to have a new friend. And I did not want to lose this friendship at all. And so the cycle keeps continuing of him saying something stupid, me getting mad, and then a couple months later reconnecting and being friends again. And then during this time, like, I'm going home, I'm meeting up with him in the, the bar that's close by both of our places, and we're, you know, having a good time. So most of the times that we met up, we were both single. On the times that we weren't single we would not do this but when we were single we had these games that we would play um which was essentially just like who would break first tension was always there between us but the game was like you are not to like touch the other person in a way that would be like pda or anything like that like a hug is fine but like touching someone's upper thigh or like holding hands and interlocking fingers and like you know, like, rubbing the back of someone's neck in a loving way and all that kind of stuff. Like, like that would have been, like, you lost the game. And I want to say every time we played this game, no one broke. But it would always get close. Like, it, w- it was just, like, building up tension, tension, and then we would be like, okay, we're going to go home. Bye. Um, and it was fun. I mean, I enjoyed it. Like, it gave me a confidence boost because I was like um, – I don't know, it just gave me like a thrill, which which I had never felt before. And I was like, okay, cool. Did I want to get back with him? No. Did he want to get back with me? No. But it was a fun thing to do. Like it was just, it was just fun. Um, and my friends heard about these games and they were like, you guys are psychotic. To each their own, whatever. Um, and you know what, they are probably right. <laughs> Then comes my last relationship, you know, we stopped doing all that kind of stuff um, because I was very, very serious about it and I, you know, I really relied on him as like a best friend. I, you know, got advice from him, I, you know, talked about things and, you know, it was just someone I could bounce things off of and and whatever and it was nice. It was really, really nice Um, and he did become like one of my good friends um, in this time period that relationship ended and I was really hurt and he was someone that I could talk to and um, just like know that I had someone on my side that was understanding and made me feel less crazy about the whole situation and made me feel like I wasn't Asking for too much in that relationship. Um, And so he really helped. Three months go by and I come home and I meet up with him the first night that I'm there. And things are just different. We have been texting, you know, every day. But things are just different at this time. He, um, where we usually play that game, he just immediately lost, like lost the game. He, we get into the bar and he almost immediately like starts doing PDA where it's like holding hands and like rubbing on my upper thigh and, you know, like looking deeply into my eyes and, and, and like, it just, the energy was just so different. It was just so completely different, and it wasn't this, like, sexual, like, game. It was way different than that. And it confused the hell out of me, but I was like, whatever. I don't care. I'm home for a couple of days. Like, he's going to go to a concert with me. I'm I'm just going to – like, I wasn't bothered by it. And so we ended up, like – getting together that night and that was that and then I saw him um on the day that the concert was and he was acting very normally in the car like he does over text so I was like okay like things are normal like that was just like a weird one-off incident that we do not have to ever discuss again um and This concert was a G Flip concert. So anyone who doesn't know G Flip, uh, they are a gay, 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 gay artist and um, that I love dearly. And so I knew there would be a very gay audience in the crowd and so I wanted to meet, you know, some pretty girls that I could talk to and you know, like get their numbers and and, you know, just like have a good night. but that was not possible because one i was with my brother um that wasn't like the main thing though like he would not care if i like left him to go hit on someone like he he would probably do the same so he he does not care um but neighbor would not leave me alone um I thought he would like head off with my brother and like they could you know talk to each other and have a good night and then I could you know do my do my thing and that was not the case he you know did the same thing that he did in the bar he was holding my hand he was like wrapping his arms around me he was like whispering things in my ear he was just acting really close like at one point I like literally turned around and told him like Stop doing that. Like, you're scaring the people that I want to meet. Like, please stop. Like, you're giving the wrong impression. You're making it seem like we're a couple and we are not. Um, But it just continued. And I was progressively getting drunker as the night went on. Um, We went to the clubs in West Hollywood afterwards, which are all gay clubs. So, again, I was like, I'm going to try to find a pretty girl to talk to. And... I couldn't do that because he was just like, anytime my brother turned around, he was holding my hand, he was kissing me. He was like doing very, very like upfront actions of PDA. And it wasn't like a passionate sort of thing. It, and it wasn't, it it was, I don't know how to describe it. Um, it wasn't sexual in nature it was more like caring and loving and I was so confused I was so 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 confused so I was like okay this has turned into a thing I will think about this later I'm not gonna think about it now I'm just gonna you know go on with my life um and so That night ends, I go back home to Phoenix, the texts are similar, but some of them are a little bit more serious, or more charged, or more sexual, or anything like that, from him, never from me, I, anytime he sent me something weird, I was like, what, what do you mean, like, what, what the heck, like, why are you being weird, um, And so I finally, like, had time to myself to sit down and think about it and be like, okay, before I ask him what is his deal and what what he wants from all of this, like, let me, let me think about it. And I did come to the conclusion that, like, if he did want to pursue things again, I would be open to it, but it wasn't an end-of-the-world kind of thing or soul-crushing or heart-crushing if that was not the case. I would move on very, very quickly. Um, and so I was like, okay. So I asked him, what's going on? Why are you acting so weird? Like, what do you want out of this? And kind of in a rude way, (laughs) he was like, I never want to date you, Christine. And I was like, okay, could have said that in a better way. But you know what? You were straight to the point. I got my answer. We're good. Understood. And, and so, yeah, just... Just did that. Just, like, that was the end of that, right? In my head. And so we were, you know, texting each other constantly still. Like, he would say some stupid things, upset me for a couple of weeks. And then I'd, again, be like, oh, he doesn't really know what he's saying in the moment. I'm going to forgive him. There was literally, <laughs> again, I said, some people are going to get mad but I'm, going to be talking about this and I know he's going to get mad if he hears this but this happened um there was one week in particular where I was really distant from everyone and my confidence was just completely shot I could not look at myself in the mirror without crying I hated the way that I looked from my body to my face to like how I acted like I just did not like myself in that moment and that's difficult. That's very hard. That's a very hard thing to go through. Um, and I expressed this to him because he had said I had been distant lately, and his reaction was, "I just got a haircut. I'm. I usually feel like an eight out of ten, but I feel like a nine out of ten today. Which is just like, dude, <laughs> are you for real right now? <laughs> That's your." Re- that's your response. So again, I was mad at him for that. And like a couple of weeks later, I told him because he was like, you're distant again. And I was like, yeah, you were being an asshole. And he was like, oh, yeah, I didn't even realize I said that. And so, uh, of course, I forgave him. And you know what? I, I, I gave him so many chances. The main thing here is he said so many things that hurt me. And I gave him so many chances because he was so good at apologizing. And I thought, he is just dumb. He does not know what he's doing. He doesn't know that his words have an effect on me. Whatever. That was, that was the feeling. So I go home for Thanksgiving break and I meet up with him and we're having a great time like he's talking about his life and the girls that he's seeing and I'm talking about my life and my very very failed dating experiences and also just like how work is going and um what I'm hoping to do while I'm home um with the family and and all that kind of stuff and while he's showing me the girls that he's seeing like one girl comes across and I'm like oh she's really pretty Good for you, like like nice going. Um and he's like, Yeah, I think actually you guys would get along really well. Like, do you I can ask her, like, maybe we can all go out um to like a bar um sometime later this week if we could go out clubbing, like right before you leave. And I was like, sure, like I am down. I'm not drinking. Um, but I love a good boogie, I love to dance and I love going out and meeting new people, so let's do it. And I also wanted to meet her. I wanted to, like, you know, like, just, like, she seemed funny. She seemed like a cool person, so I wanted to meet her. And so that day comes around. He had told me, like, we usually, like, she and I, when we hang out, like, we're usually out, like, really late. And I was like, oh, okay, like, maybe, like, 3 a.m., right? No. <laughs> um. He picks me up. He's like... So the place doesn't open until midnight. And I was like, oh, okay. It's going to be a long night. So I'm already in my head. I'm like planning like, okay, I'm probably going to have to get an Uber home because he was the one that picked me up from my house. And and that's fine. So we're just like hanging out in his at his place right now. And she's, you know, hilarious. She has the same sense of humor as I do. And, and we're getting along really, really well. And she brings up a question that about when he and I met. And I was about to answer and he, but he gave me a look. He looked me straight in the eye with this look that I had never seen him make before. And all I can explain it as is he wanted to know that he knew he was going to hurt me in that moment and he didn't care that's what i read from that facial expression don't know if that's what he intended to do from that facial expression again this is a lot of me like kind of trying to process this on my own and not asking question after question about like why did you do this why did you do that cuz like realistically like that's not that's not going to happen so, going through all that, it, he so with that look on his face, he looks at me and answers her question with the same time that I met you. And I tried to not overthink it. Of course, the idea popped into my head like he told me how they met, but he he made it seem like it was way more recent when we hung out earlier that week. Um, he told me how they met. He, he told me, you know, like, what they were up to. And I, again, I tried not to jump to conclusions that he had cheated on me when we were together. However, when the conversation, like, kept going, it just, it became very apparent that that was the case. Um, now, it wasn't that I, again... I don't want this man. I don't want to touch him with a 10-foot pole. I he is my friend. And that is that is the extent of it. Learning that I had given him excuse after excuse for hurting me while he kept secrets from me and ended up hurting me way more and breaking my trust early on. Like, like that was so heart-shattering in that moment. Like I tried to stay cool. 'Cause I didn't wanna I didn't want him to think like, oh, she still like wants me and everything like that. Like I did not want that to seem to be the case. I wanted my true reactions to be what I actually felt. But it was like so painful to sit there and hear that and listen to their conversation and listen to what had happened in the past three years that they had known each other. Verse it and then compare it to three years that I had known him. And especially with everything that had happened a couple of months ago, it hurt. It felt like I was in the room with two different strangers, not just one, and the other one being my best friend. At that point, I felt like I didn't know him. I felt like I had been deceived. I felt like I, you know, like... I had just taken beating after beating for this guy who literally did not care about me. And it didn't matter any of the words that he had said in that moment to me for the past three years. His words meant nothing. And all I could see was his actions. And I could see my actions and my responses to it. And... Trying to figure out, like, what could I have done to have protected myself in this situation other than just not having any empathy and not caring about a person? And I just, like, I still, to this moment, I don't know what I could have done. So I went into an instant panic mode. Um, I felt very uncomfortable. I... You know, like my whole body was shaking. My heart rate was above 90 for the next 24 hours. I did not sleep that night, all that kind of stuff. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. But like, like that's where I was at. I was shaky. I just didn't feel good. And it was one of those times where I really wanted to drink. And um, I've made a pact with myself that I want to go at least 100 days without drinking. And to have something brought up to you like that and like knowing how I would usually cope with that information and not having like a way out like I felt trapped I felt trapped because I didn't have my car there I couldn't just drive back ordering ubers just within our little town is is kind of difficult and I just like I I, like I felt trapped I felt completely trapped and I also didn't want to be perceived as like this crazy girl I And I don't know why I cared so much about being perceived that way, but I didn't. I wanted to be perceived as like cool, calm, collected. And so I just went into the bathroom, freshened up again, like tried to take some deep breaths and go back out there and put on my best fake smile. But it just didn't work. We went to the warehouse. We went in there and, and... I was sat in between them which just felt really awkward and weird and like I had already felt like an outsider or like an interference when we were just talking in the room and in the car but like I physically felt like I was interfering um, when there and I just felt really uncomfortable and I was still trying to process all the information that I had been given that night so there was a lot of times where I had to go outside, take a breath of air, and, like, try to calm myself down. I tried to order an Uber multiple times, and I kept canceling because it was in a really bad part of the city. And I was like, shoot, like, I am screwed. Like, I'm going to be here until, like, super late. I'm going to be tired. I'm going to be upset. I, like, it's just, it, this is not going to be a good night. Like, I already knew. Um, but I'm grateful that things happen that way. I um, ended up meeting someone who, like, really helped calm me down, and, and he knows who he is. He's, he, I'm really appreciative of him. Of him. He, he is someone that is a friend, um, acted like a friend should have in that situation. Um, and he expressed to me, because I, I told him, I feel crazy. Like, I don't want this man, but I feel like the way that I'm responding to this information, it says otherwise, and I feel crazy. I feel crazy. And he you know looked me straight in the eyes and said, having emotions, having feelings for these things does not make you crazy. And I think as women we're told so many times that what we're feeling is invalid or that we're over analyzing things, we're overthinking things, we're making things too personal. We're taking things too personally. When in reality, it's like we're just analyzing a situation and feeling what we're feeling. You know, like we have every right to feel the way that we do. And that doesn't make us crazy. Caring about someone and then finding out that they don't care about you as much as you thought they did. Hurts. It hurts. And that's not something that I should have been ashamed of, but I was. And... Even though like that saying, him talking to me really helped, I, you know, I still was in a sense of panic and I, you know, again, went outside, I called an Uber, I, like I was just, I was hoping and praying I could go home. Eventually he finds me, um, neighbor, not new friend, um, neighbor finds me outside and he's like, what's going on? Like you're very standoffish right now. Like, like tonight, I just, like, I don't understand. Like, I brought you here. I brought both of you guys here because I thought you guys would get along well and that's, like, not happening and you're being, like, awful. And I knew I was. I was being very standoffish. I was not, like, cracking jokes. I wasn't, like, initiating conversation. Like, I was just trying to, like... I was in survival mode. I was just trying to, like, get through this situation because I felt like I was in danger and not because I was in a sketchy part of LA. It was because I felt alone. I felt betrayed. I felt lied to. I felt like I felt like the reality that I had lived with for three years just completely shattered in front of my eyes. And, like, how am I supposed to deal with that in a club with really, really loud music, um, no alcohol for me to drink, honestly, just water, all these drunk people around me, and a tight space where I can barely breathe? How am I supposed to handle that all in one night? So... You know, I felt defeated at that point. You know, he kept saying, I told you I wasn't interested in you. Yes, you did. I mean, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to say. I tried to explain it to him. But after the first time I said it and he kept arguing with me, I knew that he would never understand it. And that really pissed him off when I told him that. I said, you will never understand how I'm feeling right now. And that's okay. And I've accepted that. But. Like. What you did. Tonight. How you blindsided me. How. You just dropped this bomb of information. Without giving me a heads up. How you gave her all of the information needed. So she wouldn't have been blindsided by anything. Like all of this. Like. Like. It's overwhelming, it's rude, and it's not something you would do to a person you cared about. And of course, he goes on. He's like, oh, well, I'm going to make sure you get into your Uber safe because I care about you and I care about your safety. And it's like, no, you don't. You care about the image of you going out there, making sure I go into an Uber, whatever. You could not care less about my safety. You could not care less about me. That has been established very quickly The thing you care about is your own narcissism where you can go back, you can tell everyone, oh my god, I walked her to her car like a gentleman. I was so nice. I was so good. And she was just an absolute bitch. That's what you care about. And we don't need to beat around the bush. That is exactly what you care about. So... I just kept getting more and more frustrated at the conversation. Luckily, that Uber did not cancel. And I told him, you do not walk me out. You go back inside. And I do not want to see you in Phoenix in a month. Because we had plans that he was going to come and visit. I said, please cancel all of that. And do not expect me to ever reach out again. So I go home. I'm a complete mess. I feel so anxious that I feel sick to my stomach and that makes me even more anxious. It's like this vicious cycle and I'm like I'm like texting my friends like is anyone up right now because I feel like I can't breathe. I can't go to sleep. Like like I don't know what to do right now. I feel like my whole world just like completely like like everything I thought was true was not. In that moment And so luckily one of my friends was up and was like talking to me and like helping me calm down a bit. But like I still wasn't able to go to sleep. I just like didn't throw up, which great, I guess, a win. He texted me later that morning asking if I had made it home safely. I said yes. I asked him. He said yes. I did not respond. He was like, I hope you have a safe flight. I corrected him. And because I was not going to have a flight, it was going to be a six-hour car ride um, with my parents, and it's going to be on no sleep, it's going to be me still in this anxious state, my heart rate was like at 120 at that point, for like the first three hours of the drive, it was like 100, 120 beats per minute, um, I was upset, and like I couldn't tell them anything, and I was just frustrated and so I told him do not contact me I'm blocking you now so I blocked him on everything if he needs to reach out to me he can reach out to my best friend and my best friend can decide if he is allowed to say whatever the fuck he wants to say (sighs) so all of this happened And it just brings up so many emotions because one, this is not the only time that I've been cheated on and lied to about it. He was someone that comforted me when my other ex cheated on me. And Again, going through everything, like, I thought we were in a good place. I thought, you know, like, we've told each other everything at this point. Like, there's going to be no surprises. Like, we can have just a fun night with friends. Like, he asked me, what was I expecting from that night? I'm alone in this new city, basically. The only people I know are you and this girl, And I've been told all of this information now that makes me feel really, really insecure, really, really sad, confuses the heck out of me. And then you guys are doing all this PDA in the middle of the club, which is fine. Again, I do not want you. But, like, it essentially, like, excludes me. And so I'm even more alone in this place that I don't know. I don't know anyone in. I like like I don't know what to do with myself I'm not drinking like like I'm just listening to the music there's and it's EDM music there's no lyrics (laughs) like like I can't just like sing along come up with funny dance moves like I can't I can't do anything that like usually brings me some like peace and like calm so I I was just like I don't know like like, I just wanted, like, a night where it was, like, the three of us would hang out and have fun and act as friends. And then, once you drop me off, then you could do whatever the fuck you wanted. Like, one or two instances of PDA, fine. Like, again, I do not care. But, like, the point of, like, just completely being blindsided about all of the events that had had, had happened and how she knew about things and I didn't. And I just, I broke down. And I'm still really broken about it. Because here's the thing that I have discovered about myself, is I care very deeply about people. I, When I am friends with someone, like I will do anything for them. And that's why I keep my circle very close. A lot of people think they know me and they don't. Only a few people know me, the the real me. And I had been honest and open the entire time that I was friends with this guy. And the fact to find out, like, that he wasn't the same, that it wasn't him non-intentionally hurting me, like, like, I don't know what it was, I don't know what switched in his brain. But that night, he definitely was out to hurt me. That was not a lack of judgment. That was not like being stupid. That was not being forgetful. That was to hurt me. And I would never do that to someone I cared about. I watched a TikTok that night. That really helped. And she said, sometimes the only closure you need is knowing that you will never get true closure because you can't even comprehend doing things that others have done to you. And that's where I'm at. Even if it was a stranger, like I have been nicer to strangers than he was to me that night, than he was to me in those past three years. We had great moments and I'm not going to diminish those He was there for me in certain times. I was there for him in certain times. But the things that I ignored, overlooked, excused, I should not have done that. And I should not have forgiven him as easily as I did. And um, that's been very hard to process. I want to feel okay. I feel like my trust is now shattered um, which I finally felt like that wasn't the case so to get back to like ground zero basically it's just like <laughs> this sucks um, the loss of a friend is always like awful um, like thinking that you know someone and then finding out that you don't at all and that you just like kind of were just strung along and used is not fun and it was all because I didn't want to seem crazy I didn't want to seem like anything was personally offending me or I was taking it too harshly because I had been told that I had been sensitive my whole life. You know, like, I'm glad that this happened. Because now I, you know, I have all of the answers that I needed. I have the, like, the truth is out. And I now know what had happened. What I should have done earlier on that I didn't do. And... I'm not ashamed for being the forgiving person that I am, the caring person that I am, the person that does take things personally and does use empathy. Like, like yes, I wear my heart on my sleeve and I am not ashamed of that. And I'm not crazy because of that. We're all human. We all have emotions. Like, if I did not have an emotion about it, like, that would be the weird thing, Okay. Not only have I lost a friend that I thought I was on good terms with, I have lost the ideal perception that I had of that first relationship that i had had. I have lost trust again. And um, I honestly don't know where I'm going to go from here. I really want to get a tattoo now <laughs> to deal with this, but that's that's pretty much all I have in my head of things I need to do in the future. I really want to go to a smash room with my friends, like those rooms that like just have broken things and you can just smash them up. Yeah, I want to do that. Um, But I don't really know where to go from here. Um, I feel like I have a very pessimistic outlook on life currently. I feel like I have a negative outlook on people. Um, and, yeah, it just sucks, it just sucks. The reason I wanted to, like, share this story, not only because it's the only thing I can really think about right now, um, and it's not to tell him how I feel I felt like I did that decently that night, um but maybe this will bring more clarity to clarity to him. I don't know. The main reason I wanted to bring this up though is because of all of those times where women are called crazy. <laughs> we need to trust our guts a little bit more. <laughs> if anything, if anything, we need to be crazier, okay? We need to be a little bit more unhinged because this should have never taken place. This should have never been allowed. I should not have been walked over so many times by the same person and then just accepted it Been like, oh, yeah, this is fine. Like, yep, he's my friend. That's not what a friend does. And I like I know I know a lot of my other friends have gone through situations where they've been called crazy for having emotions. And I just I'm sick of it. I, I don't want that to be a thing anymore. I I don't want women to feel alone so, if anyone does feel like, "Hey, like, yeah, maybe, maybe I am taking things too personally like, no, your your feelings are valid. You are allowed to have emotions. There's a reason you're feeling that way. You're hurt." So that's the story of what happened this past week while I was home. Everything else was great. I had a great time with my family, great time with my friends. but, And I'm trying to just focus on those those good times, but it's hard, I'm not going to lie, because I am very hurt. And I feel betrayed, and I feel used, and I'm also just very confused. (laughs) And I don't think I will ever get true clarity on that, other than knowing that I just would never... Do something like that. To someone I cared about. So. I know that was a lot. I definitely just had to take a couple of deep breaths. (laughs) So I feel a little bit lighter. If you've listened up. All the way to this point. I want to thank you for for sitting through that. and, And hearing me out. I would love to hear what your thoughts are about the situation. If you've been in something similar or if you've been you know, told something similar or, or anything like that, um, I want it to be open discussion. Um, again, you can use that on any of the Instagram posts that they, uh, that's on the Making Me Podcast Instagram page or you can um, start a conversation in the Discord and I'll be sure to answer and maybe someone else will as well. So um, I just want to thank you. I want to thank a couple of people who have reached out to me um, recently to support me in this. Um, They know who they are and they know how much I care about them and how much I appreciate them. But I I do just want to say that again, um, that though my trust is broken when it comes to like new people and stuff like that, like these people, like I, they have my back. And I know that, um, and that's something that I can find comfort in. But I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. I am looking forward to like being around my friends here in Arizona again um, and doing some crazy things before the holidays. And I will see you all in the next episode. So take care of yourself, take care of others, Remember, you're not crazy for having emotions. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.